Hey everybody, Jay Kukorowski, Owen Reese here, Bucky's fifth podcast. Quick analysis, we're doing a podcast, I'm looking at the clock, it is five minutes to 2 a.m. and we are sitting in the stands right now because it got too hot up in the press box and uh, we wanted to get in the ambiance. So if you hear the noise, that's all the cleanup crews. Uh, We'll keep this really quick for you guys. Wisconsin, number four in the country according to the AP poll. Comes out 34-3 to victory over Western Kentucky over the Hilltoppers. And Owen, uh, real quick, kind of starting off your initial thoughts from the win. I uh, think it was probably about what it should have been. Um, very, I guess, it might not have been the blowout that a lot of fans expected, but um, the Badgers pretty comfortably controlled the game, controlled the tempo. Uh, at no real point did Western Kentucky ever really feel like a threat Um and even a couple of the big splash plays that they had, even at the start of the second half, were only able to come away with a field goal. Uh, so the Badgers really able to um, kind of smother any potential chances that Western Kentucky had uh, to to cut into that lead. And a um, bit sloppy at times, but uh, definitely a lot of encouraging um, encouraging plays and players uh, in the game. And I think something that moving forward against New Mexico next week, uh, Paul Christ has plenty to to build on um, plenty to fix but plenty to build on as well right and just look at some quick stats for everybody Wisconsin gained 491 yards uh, total uh, and then 305 for Western Kentucky thing is though 41 of those yards came in garbage time with a minute four left uh, in that game so let's go for we'll do first down we're gonna do play of the game Owen what was in your opinion the play of the game tonight um, I think probably the play of the game was uh, on the second drive. Jonathan Taylor, 47 yards, right off of a uh, uh, first play of the possession, uh, kind of set that tone. The first possession they came out, they moved the ball a little bit, but ended up punting. Um, maybe a lot of fans may be thinking of a year ago uh, with some of the struggles that they had early against Utah State. Uh, and for Jonathan Taylor to really come out early and uh, to hit that big 47-yard touchdown run kind of immediately set the tone that, um, Western Kentucky was not really going to be able to compete with that level of Wisconsin tonight. Uh, so nothing flashy, nothing uh, too extravagant, but a 47-yard touchdown from Jonathan Taylor. Broke a tackle at around the 45-yard line and um, initiated some contact inside the five uh, with another defender that was uh, a little less than eager to stick his nose in there. So uh, kind of set the tone right there um, and, and, and early on let the let Western Kentucky know that Wisconsin was here and, and they weren't uh, sleepwalking uh, like some thought they did a year ago. Yeah, and, and Rowan's referencing the 59-10 to victory that Wisconsin had over Utah State where obviously Utah State goes out to a 10-0 lead and Wisconsin, they're tied at halftime. It was not the case. Wisconsin was out to a 24-0 lead when they went to intermission, uh, when they went to the locker rooms tonight. All right, so what I'll say for my play of the game, I think it may be Jonathan Taylor's 30-yard touchdown run, which really broke the game open. That second touchdown really you know, sealed it, uh, in my opinion. They're up 10 nothing, and then he takes the run, takes it 30 yards. And that was, a key, I think, a key stretch, too, where the first three drives for Wisconsin, you know, Taylor had that one play for the touchdown. So two, you know, one of the three went for a touchdown, but the other two drives looked sloppy. And then Taylor, with that touchdown, really, you know, after the Gaglianoni field goal, the next series, they score that touchdown and really puts it away. Second down, player of the game. What are you thinking, Owen? Or who are you thinking? I'm going to go with Scott Nelson. 
Um, he didn't have the most productive night. I believe he had seven tackles, um, but was absolutely was a, for the team lead though. Was a presence on the defense. He was it was extremely apparent, flying around everywhere. Uh, and Coach Chris even mentioned that in the post game press conference. Missed a couple tackles. Um, missed an uh, an opportunity for an interception that uh, he batted down early in the first quarter, but. Uh, a big-time energy brought to the defense that isn't necessarily lacking it, but uh, a, a big-time uh, enthusiasm, uh, a big enthusiastic presence on the defense, uh, and he was absolutely flying around making plays. You could tell it was just overjoyed to be on the field, uh, and I think that's a, a lot of juice that's going to be added to the back of the secondary and um, only going to continue to get better. This was his first game action in his career, only going to continue to get better, but he made a big impression on me today. Yeah, I, that's that's. A, it, I saw him throughout fall camp and also spring camp, but really this in August is when he really shined and he had that ability. He flashed with his four interceptions, three to four interceptions that we saw during the practices that were open to the media and, you know, two pass breakups, uh, flew around. He, uh, I think with the tandem that him and Dakota Dixon have should be, there's a chemistry there that they really complement each other with, Dakota being more physical, maybe Scotty being, a, you know, Nelson being more flashy with, with a, in terms of finding a way to get to the ball. So we'll see how that progresses. Obviously, it's the first game of the year. My pick, I'll also say Nelson. Uh, for someone else that's outside of there as a kind of a dark horse, maybe Taiwan Deal. Uh, just because, I mean, I'm looking at the stats here, and you know, he not a lot of carries for, for deal, but just the way he ran and after Jonathan Taylor fumbled and Taylor could be obviously a player of the game as well. I think that maybe the fumble for those uh, yeah, is a mark against them when it comes to uh, what he went through last year with losing six fumbles. But he all, you know, uh, I would say deal came in. I'm looking at what he had did eight carries for 53 yards, six over six and a half yards per carry. I think that's great for him. Uh, you could also talk Alex Hornibrook, 16 to 20, or 17 to 29 for 257 yards and two touchdowns. I think also a deal. I think it's important to remember when he was a redshirt freshman, he got quite a bit of carries, ran for over 500 yards, and I believe it was six touchdowns. Uh, as a redshirt freshman, uh, as a redshirt sophomore, I believe he only had 16 or 18 carries. So while eight carries today isn't a ton, and, and it was in a secondary role uh, that he didn't play at all in the 2017 season, and that's about half as many carries as he had as a, a redshirt sophomore. So um, deal a guy that that really came in. He was a Maryland um, Gatorade Player of the Year in high school, and came from that big uh, college football factory of Dematha Catholic. Uh, had a lot of expectations coming to Madison and played well as a freshman, but um, a, a uh, multitude of injuries and, and other issues um, kind of created some adversity in, in Deal's career. Um, so it's encouraging. Um, and, and Coach Chris shared those sentiments after the uh, after the game at the press conference. It was just nice to see him back on the field uh, and, and really playing well. So. Um, Deal could be a, a big addition, uh, a big supplement to this run game, um, but even just from the human side of things, just nice to see Taiwan Deal back on the field and playing well for the Badgers. And with that, we're going to take our show our not show yeah basically show our first interview. It's Scott Nelson, Scott's player of the game, and he spoke with reporters afterwards talking about his performance. And here it is on Bucky's fifth podcast. Well, I saw your. 40-yard run after missing the interception there. What was kind of going through your head when you almost had that one? I really don't know. Um, whenever I don't make a play, I just end up running. So 
hopefully you don't see that too much more. Um, some a couple people asked me that when I came off the field, and it was just when I'm out there, it's, it's just different. I don't know what I'm thinking, but I don't know. It was a lot of fun. There's so many new pieces to this defense this year. Um, what do you think of performance like tonight? I think it was good. Um, there's definitely a lot that we can tighten up. Personally, there's definitely a lot that I can tighten up. Um, a lot of tackling, catching the ball, um, communication stuff. But it was good. We kind of got we got our feet wet. We're in, um, and we'll only get better from here. How was the communication in the back end early? It was good for the most part. Um, the one deep pass they caught that was on me. Um, I had bad eyes on that one, um, so it wasn't Fayon. That was me. Um, besides that, it was it was good. We did a good job of communicating. Um, getting everything to the nickel, to the linebacker. So I think we did, it was a good job. When you say bad eyes, were you looking at peeking in the backfield? Um, I was supposed to read two to one and two and out, and I didn't we I didn't read one. Um, I just kind of went. Um, it's a little instincts, but but it'll tighten up. Well, what were your impressions of the the way the young corners played today? It was good. Um, I think it kind of showed people what we've been seeing for a long time. Uh, very competitive very hungry, um, and they, they, I think they excelled. Um, they excelled a lot of people's expectations, but, but we knew them. Uh, we knew that was how they were going to play, and I like that they all got some. They all got some reps. They all got some series. So as a DB core as a whole, um, I think we played pretty well. Um, definitely we can tighten up. You think that? I don't really know what happened. My knee was, like, cracking for, like, five minutes, but <laughs> then it was gone, so... I don't know. We were good. <laughs> but, uh, I know you and I talked earlier this week just talking about how would it feel to get on the field uh, starting. Mm -hmm. How did it feel now? It, it was, I don't know how, like, I don't know how to describe it. It was, it was so much fun just being able to go out there. And I was telling the guy over there, three and outs were, like, kind of frustrating because you just wanted to play. Like, long drives were fun. Um, you don't. You never want him to get a long drive, but but it was it was just so much fun. You just couldn't wait to get back out there. And then I mean, in the end game with working with you in Dakota, how to, as safeties, how did you guys uh, communication go well? Yeah, overall? communication was really good. Um, it was good. We're kind of kind of get out there. Um, we'll work on some more disguises and stuff. Um, we'll kind of work that in. But but as a first game, it was good. Does that communication is that more of a challenge with the fast paced offense week one? A little bit. Um, Obviously, I haven't really played, a, so um, it was a little bit kind of getting the call in, uh, communicating that from the sideline back to the corners, uh, getting everybody lined up, making your calls. A little bit fast-paced, but um, fast-paced, it helps you just play and not think, so I didn't mind it. Were, uh, were you guys pretty shocked with Dante's decision, decision this week to lead the team? Um, I'm not really sure. I mean, that was a personal decision for him. Um, I mean, I still love him. Still, my friend. Uh, at a certain point, you just, you gotta you gotta do something for you. Um, so, if he if that was the best decision for him, he had to make it. Okay, welcome back, everybody. Bucky Smith Podcast wrapping up here inside Camp Randall Stadium before it starts raining one, and so both Owen and I can get some rest. Uh, go to Bucky's fifth quarter right now. We have our quick recap. We have our grades. We have. Owens three things that we learned from tonight's season opener as well but now third down areas of improvement I'll start real quick and I think it's obviously 
Uh, the one thing is, is Jonathan Taylor's fumble. Uh, I'll go with a more obvious point. You don't want, and, and you know, it is just one game. But last year he did lose six fumbles. It's something to watch for. Uh, I'll, I'll go with that to start off with. What about you? Uh, I think a big thing. Um, you, you mentioned the three sacks earlier, and and I don't. Um, it's only been one game, and and I think that that can be a bit overblown. Um, something to keep in consideration. Typically for games, the first 10 to 15 plays of offense uh, and defense, for that matter, are, are scripted plays, things that the coaches want to get in. They want to see what the defense, how they'll line up against it and how they can adjust to it later in the game. So there are times in the beginning of games where defenses can really just kind of get an offense where where it's the perfect play call for the play that the offense calls and um, can be a, a bit of a trump card that way. So uh, I believe a couple of those pressures were early in those first two to three drives for the Badgers. So um, while t- no one will ever confuse the Badgers with being a, a, a pass-blocking specialist group of, of an offensive line, um, certainly there are some issues there. And Michael Dieter uh, talked about those after the game. Uh, said a lot of communication um, was good early in the game, and, and they were able to kind of figure that out. So um, that's certainly something they'll look to clean up uh, moving forward, but definitely, I don't. It, it's an area of uh, that can be improved, but I wouldn't say it's an area of concern right now. Right, and I, you know, one thing to look at, I think, going in a New Mexico game, and it's something too where it's an up-tempo offense, so you may not necessarily get a lot of sacks, uh, not a lot of pressure from the defensive line, but I also feel with. I mean, and honestly, we have Owen and I have not looked at the film yet. Obviously, it's two in the morning, and we're just going off of what we remember. But there, I don't feel like there was a lot of pass, uh, a lot of pass rush. Rush. Brian Conley had the only sack of the evening uh, for Wisconsin, but still, they they contained Western Kentucky. 305 yards total. Again, 41 of those on that garbage, uh, the garbage time drive late in the game, or else it would have been under, you know, right around 260-ish. So. And these these uh, spread up tempo type offenses can be a bit frustrating. I know Caesar Williams talked about too how um, the Badgers want to play press on the outside. They want to man up the the receivers, and really these offenses make it tough to do that. Um, make the corners play off. It's really a lot of um, make the offense dink and dunk and, and tackle what's in front of you. So um, remember Vince Beagle sharing some frustration a couple years ago against Georgia State as well. Just the lack of opportunities to get pass rush against offenses like this. So um, again, an area of improvement, not necessarily an area of concern yet, uh, but certainly um, with with the losses of, of Dooley and Jacobs, um, Van Ginkle stepping into a full-time role, Zach Bond returning from injury, be looking for more in the pass rush department from those guys moving forward. And you know, uh, real quick before we go to our final down, our fourth down, Here's some audio from Jonathan Taylor talking about the fumble, talking about Taiwan deal and more here on Bucky's Fifth Podcast. Taiwan uh, taking advantage of some opportunities. Did you uh, obviously notice that tonight? And what do you think of his performance tonight? Uh, that was my first time, you know, watching Taiwan in the game. You know, they always talk about Taiwan and you know, how he's a physical runner. And I finally got to see it tonight. And I was really excited. I love the way how he ran the ball. Uh, definitely going to try to incorporate that, you know, just his physicality into my game even more. I apologize if you've been asked this before, but the, the fumble tonight, you talked in the offseason about wanting to be better, be more aware, and be more scared of the ball. Did someone knock it out or it just come out? Yeah, uh, someone knocked it out. And that's what you work for, though. You know, you work for those things not to happen. So uh, when they do happen, you know, it's unfortunate. But uh, you got to look at the film, and, and you know, you, you have to learn from it. You know, you, you can't make the same mistake twice. That's one of the biggest things. You can't make the same mistake twice. Did hit you from behind? Yeah. Seen Jake Ferguson behind the scenes for the last year, but he got his first time for the game. How much do you think he 
helps open up this offense, especially knowing you don't have a couple tight ends there, but got a couple of receivers to turn um, he definitely helps out a lot um, on my two touchdown runs. And he was the guy whose block I was reading, so that was huge. And, uh, you know, he, he bust his tail all the way downfield, you know, to try and make a block. So uh, when you have guys working like that, uh, you know you, you know they'll be just fine. Sorry, you got some answers. What, what sort of clicked when everything sort of started to, uh, to work well for you guys in the ground game in the first, uh, first half? Oh, really? You know, it was just setting up uh, everything in a huddle, you know, talking to the guy, saying, you know, this is the drive, we're going to do it. Uh, you know, just keeping that mentality, you know, that, you know, we're going to go out there, we're going to be the hammer, not the nail. So, uh, you know, once guys all get on the same page and, uh, you know, we just start clicking, you know, things just start rolling. Did it sort of feel like everything was just rolling downhill from there? Yeah, everything did seem like it was rolling. And, uh, that was really good. Uh, I feel like we did a lot of good things tonight, and uh, there are definitely some things we can improve on, so. We're going to look at the film, and we are going to, we're going to work on that this week and get ready for the next game. All right, going to really wrap up this show now because we are tired, and, and I, my head is not on Owen's shoulder right now. I promise you we're uh, – he is you – know, it it's beautiful. The, the wind, actually, it's be- beautiful out here right now. A little bit of a fog over Camp Randall. Uh, around, you can see the moon's shining nicely, but a little bit of a fog. It's a nice ambiance here, So, but we're going to wrap up. Final down, fourth down, Owen. Key stat for you. For tonight I think it was something that might get lost um, it's, it's a it's a common narrative and it's typically true that Wisconsin really chews up the clock and uses a lot of time of possession uh, the Badgers ran 70 plays today Western Kentucky only 64 um, so the Badgers ran six more plays but they held the ball for eight more minutes eight plus more minutes than the Hilltoppers and that's something that's uh, going to happen with the conflict of styles Wisconsin clearly looking to control the clock and Western Kentucky looking to speed up the defense and and be a quick strike offense but that's something that as we continue uh, I remember a couple of years ago the Badgers led the nation in time of possession and that's something to continue to look forward to it's a huge key to success uh, for the Badgers and for Paul Chris and Joe Rudolph's offense that the ability for them to stay on the field uh, keep their defense fresh and really grind away at the uh, the opposing defense so I think that's my stat of the day something that can get lost um in all the, the pomp and circumstance of, of touchdowns and big plays or whatever, but just the ability to sustain drives and then being able to stay on the field. Um, the longer the offense is on the field, the less the defense has to be on the field. Yeah, uh, key stat, I think, for Wisconsin would be the 5 of 16. They only allowed 5 of 16 third down conversions, and obviously Wisconsin's been one of the best in the nation the past couple of years at that. I think Jim Leonard's defense did a great job, uh, especially that one, especially in the first half, was it out of the – Five real drives that Western Kentucky had. Four of them were three and out, and so uh, those that was uh, you saw what happened in the second half. Uh, Wisconsin buckled down with that defense. Three red zone trips for Western Kentucky, only three points. But you know, five of sixteen on third down is a pretty uh, good mark for a defense to hold its uh, its opponents to. But I also say one thing too, Owen, with uh, eight penalties for Wisconsin. It's you know some of those were just. Uh, Penalty, like false starts early on in the game, uh, with which halted some, you know, a couple of the drives made it look a little sloppy early on for Wisconsin's offense. Uh, obviously, that'll get cleaned up, but that was something that maybe stuck out to me. Is something that obviously maybe an area of improvement as well. Absolutely, uh, Paul. I know Paul Christ always prides his teams on, on being disciplined and not getting many penalties. Um, so definitely something to look to clean up. A lot of them are fixable. They're coachable. Um, wasn't guys getting beat deep for pass interference? It was more. David Edwards with a false start. Tyler Biotish, uh, as uncommon as it is, the center was called for a false start. Um, a lot of things that are easy to, to clean up. Um, 
typically first games can be sloppy in that regard. So I'd look for that to be buttoned up a bit next week against New Mexico. Um, but certainly something that um, moving forward in the Big Ten schedule, uh, where that margin of error becomes so razor thin in, in the bigger games, uh, just simply things that things that can't happen and yards that you can't give to um, to teams that are superior to Western Kentucky. On that note, what we'll do, we're going to end a couple of interviews as we wrap up the show. Here's the first one. We're going to play with Fayon Hicks, the big interception uh, on one of the drives in that third quarter that which negated and thwarted any po- opportunities for points for Western Kentucky. Uh, here is Fayon Hicks talking to reporters after the game tonight. Man, what, what was it like going out there for the first time? Did you have nerves at first and just go away from the um, It was kind of nervous, uh, but more just anxious to get out, you know, to see how it feels for the first time, and it was fun. You know, your special teams coach, Chris Herring, talked about the job that Tyndall and Jamerson did as Gunners last year, and you had that one play today. Yes, how, how important can that be to set your defense on it? Oh, it's, it's very important. We kind of stress that, you know, you know, that special teams is a big part of the defense. And, I just run, like I said, just want to go out there and make a play. And it was, it was fun. You guys feel as a cornerback group, he really proved a lot today. I know it's just the first game, but yeah. you know, you, you guys feel like you played a lot. We definitely improved today. You know, just to kind of, you know, get that one game out of the way and you know, see how we, uh, how we play in a, in a full game and not just you know certain plays here and there, but to actually play a full game. And you know, I think we definitely improved, but a lot more to work on. For you, um. Are you shocked at all by Dante's decision to, to leave the team? Um, yeah, I, I was shocked, but you know, that's that was his decision. That's it. Talked him since then at all? Um, yeah, uh, no, I haven't. Do you feel like it, it kind of gives you know the rest of you guys a more of an opportunity to kind of show what you can do this season? Um, not really, because we still have you know, great guys behind us that you know who's hungry and who wants to play. No, I mean, we lost one, but like I said, we still got plenty more who, who's ready. Apologies if I missed this, but interception, what was going through your – I was like asking what was going through your head on that play, yeah. and what was kind of the coverage, and how did you read that play? Um, Like I said, I was manned up with my guy who was in the red zone. Uh, my guy went hard inside. I saw from the corner of my eye that you know the receiver was coming back across, and I saw the quarterback going going you know to the end zone. So I kind of fell off my guy. You know, I thought the pass was gonna be more direct for me to make the hit, but instead it was like really in the air for a little minute. So I just went and got it. Um, that you know they can trust us in the game. Um, like I said, it's still a lot to work on, still a lot, just the first game, you know, but it's going to be plenty more. But today you just kind of showed Coach that, you know, hey, like, you can count on us. You know, we're going to do our jobs. We're going to do what we're supposed to do. Do you feel like this group has the, the, the talent to maintain the standard that's been set? Because it's basically been a top five defense for the last five years. Yes, sir. Most definitely. Most definitely. I, I believe in our guys. I believe in this group, even though we're young, but we got a great coach and great defense. There's been so many times in the past where you guys have excelled in the red zone. Is there a different mentality when this defense goes out there, when your backs are up against the wall and a sudden change like that? Well, most definitely. You know, the, the mindset is not to let them score. You know, any turnover we can get, you know, three points or, not, or nothing. How do you feel like you guys dealt with their tempo? You know, something maybe a little new. I know they're looking to get out and throw it. It's, it's definitely new. It's something that we don't see in practice. We, you know, we did a good job of, you know, trying to, you know, simulate that throughout the week, and I think we handled it pretty well. We got the calls out, 
some mis, uh, miscommunications, but overall, I think we did a good job. Do you think that the idea that there's an experience of guys that haven't played is over because of how much you guys have all practiced together? Yeah, most definitely. Like I said, you know, we did a, practice is a big thing for us here. You know, even though I spent, I didn't play a game last year, but, you know, we do a good job of making sure that we practice hard. And, you know, come game time, it's a lot easier. <laughs> so, yeah. How do you feel you played overall? Um, thought I had a good game, but, you know, I still a lot to work on. Um, some stuff I didn't really like that I did. But, you know, it's fun to get them nerves out first game, you know, ever in college. So, but I think the only way is up is up from here. So. When you saw that trick play and the ball was floating out there, yeah. really nobody else there. Yeah. Did your eyes kind of light up there? Yeah, it did. It was definitely, uh, my mom was just a security catch. <laughs> get my first one and it felt good. Folks, okay, this is the last one we'll do. These are pretty short, but we want to give you a little bit more. Here's TJ Edwards. Tied for the team lead in tackles tonight with Scott Nelson with seven. Uh, him and Ryan Connolly combined for 12 combined tackles. Today, two and a half tackles for loss for them. And obviously, as you put on Twitter, Owen, the best inside linebacking core or, you know, group that you think is in best in the nation, right? Absolutely. Uh, I, I guess it's something that um, is, is obviously up for debate and, and can be um, argued any way you want. I guess there's no, it depends on however you want to try to quantify. Um, but it's something that uh, a, I was talking to Jake during the game tonight. He mentioned that how talented Chris Orr is and how do you get him on the field? Because essentially to get him on the field, you've got to take Ryan Connolly or TJ Edwards off. Um, two guys that are future NFL players and, and certainly among the best inside linebackers in college football. Um, so having them both on the field at the same time, um, certainly daunting for opposing offenses and as we saw tonight there's certain times where um, Edwards and Conley simply took over plays uh, making things happen on the defense rather than being dictated by the offense so um, moving forward is absolutely a, a, a huge position of strength for the Badgers and um, also seeing Griffin Grady uh, get in as well a guy who redshirted last year after getting a lot of special teams time and even some too deep time two years ago at inside linebackers so uh, the continued depth of that room is, is impressive and, and will continue to lead the defense moving forward. Yeah with Griffin that was because Mike, Mike Mascalunas left the game uh, and apparently did not return so but here's TJ Edwards uh, talking to reporters after the game on Bucky's fifth and uh, we're going to listen to it here on Bucky's fifth podcast. <laughs> yeah, no, for sure. So you no issues at all? No, surprisingly enough. Okay. It's a first game, and you guys gave up a couple plays here and there. What's your just bare bones assessment? I just thought to start, um, you know, communication was very big going in this game. We were playing offense who does a lot with moving parts and a lot of a lot of window dressing and things like that. So we needed everyone to talk and. Um, I just thought from the from the start, you know, the back end was talking to us, and we're talking to guys up front, and everyone's just kind of working together really well. So I was I was really excited about that. Did you have any nightmares of seven new guys in the back end? Like there might be some communication issues? Um, no, not okay. at all. I mean, I think all throughout camp, you know, we did such a good job of working on that and building every day. Um, you know, Dakota and, and Scott, you know, do a really good job of you know kind of commanding it back there too. Yeah. Just if you were asked already, but um, just how can you describe what the defense had overall tonight to meet your expectation for game one? Yeah, I thought we just did a good job of competing. And, um, you know, one of the, the big things that we focused on was communication. Um, a team that 
you know, does a good job of moving your eyes and, and making you stay disciplined. And um, I just thought, you know, throughout camp, you know, we kept building on communicating and um, we were able to do it tonight. You guys played really well in the red zone mm -hmm. last year. Do you feel like that can kind of carry over into this year, even though you have a lot of new faces there too? Yeah, I mean, every team is every team is different, but um, something you want to pride yourself on, you know, kind of the, the bend but don't break, and something that I think we've been here for a long time, and um, you know, don't want to stop it now. With such a, a young group on defense, how much of a boost can it give you guys to, to have three points in the opener like this? Yeah, uh, I mean, it's exciting, and then I think when we're, we're rotating guys towards the end, and you know, they still take pride in not letting not letting them in. It's it's huge, and um, that's one of those things that we've always had here. The next guy up has to be just as good. And, um, I think we're, you know, on, in the right direction. What were your first impressions of Scott Nelson secondary uh, Tonight, I just thought he was confident. I mean, he was one of those guys who was always around the ball. Um, you know, I think him and Dakota, you know, played really well together, and they, they kind of feed off each other. So I was just excited to see him out there having fun and, um, you know, finally getting to let it loose. You guys did such a good job last year in the, in the red zone, mm -hmm. especially if there was a sudden change or yeah. turnover. For a group this young to be able to do what they, they did, a couple turnovers, like, what do you think this showed about what this unit's capable of? Yeah, I was just excited that, you know, those guys came out and competed from, you know, whistle to whistle, and um, there was no, you know, moment too big, and, uh, I mean, Fayon Hicks with a huge play in the end zone, and, um, you know, it's one of those things to where, you know, they've been doing it all camp, so it's, it's really excited to see them, you know, do it in game time. Did you wonder how this group would respond? I mean, you had enough starters to know that, there was some experience there, but yeah. when the lights came on, were you yeah, no. what, what this group would be like? Um, you know, I think it's just, you know, a new team, a new defense. Um, you know, I think you want to see, you know, what roles guys are going to take and, um, you know, how they're going to handle adversity and things like that and how even, you know, us veterans can, can grow and learn to be better, you know, leaders and things like that. So I was just excited that everyone was out there, you know, competing, having fun, and, uh, you know, just letting it loose. This team has had to rebuild defensively before, but, but generally you've been able to plug in guys that mm -hmm. you know, paid their dues for three or four years. That's not the case necessarily this year. Was there any questions you know, some of the young guys answered? Did you have any going into this game that, that you know, something you wanted to find out about them? Yeah, I mean, I really I didn't have any questions just because I've seen them go against you know top receivers all every day in camp and see how well they responded to that and how well they battled. So I really I don't think anyone in this team had any questions or things like that. And, you know, they're very well coached and um, I, I was just excited to see them making plays. In your opinion, the cornerbacks, Caesar, mm -hmm. Madison, Fayon, obviously Fayon had the interception. Yeah. But overall, how do you think they fared? I know there are a couple of big, you know, maybe big pass plays at the end of the third quarter, but overall, how did they yeah. perform today? I just thought they were confident. I mean, that's the biggest thing at that position. Uh, you know, when you let up one, you have to be ready to go the next play, and I thought they did that very well. Um, you know, a group, like I said, who's been doing it all camp, who's been growing every single day. So, you know, for them to come out and, you know, kind of have the, the good game they did, uh, it's, it's encouraging. It's exciting to see because, you know, I know they have it in them. What did it mean to have, like, a, you know, the, maybe the reserve, the guys that the non-stars come in, but then Eric forced that fumble into the mm -hmm. reserve, no, no touchdown, only giving up the yeah. field goal game. How, how, how does that help? Does that help the defense down the road? I mean, is the confidence building for them? Uh, what, what goes through, like, to you know, preserve the non-touchdown, you know, performance? Right. Um, I just think it's something that we've prided ourselves on here for a long time. And, um, you know, even the guys who are rotating in, they know that. And um, they take a lot of pride in, in not letting them in. So I was just excited to see everyone out there, uh, like I said, competing and, you know, kind of doing what we do. And it was exciting. Folks, thanks again for tuning in. We will return next week, the 8th. You got New Mexico coming up. 
another non-conference opponent. Wisconsin obviously be heavily favored. We'll come back. We'll talk more uh, about that game. But real quick, too, Tuesday night, folks, Beer Rock, 2911 North Sherman Avenue, live Bucky's Fifth Podcast. I'll be down there hosting. Come down. We're going to do a Q&A. We can do some Q&A, some live Q&A. We're going to have some interactive stuff. Uh, I'm going to have a couple of books, uh, Walk On This Way books for sale, but I also might give one or two away and some trivia. We'll have some fun. So uh, come on out. We'll, we'll enjoy it. It's going to be great. The food's amazing. The beer's great. Come out to Beer, beer Rock, 2911 North Sherman Avenue. Again, north side of Madison by Warner Park for those that know Madison and, and know the Madison Mallards because it's right next to their stadium. But for Owen Reese, this is Jay Kokorowski. We'll catch you guys Tuesday, hopefully, but if not for sure, Saturday the 8th, Badgers, New Mexico. But for now, from the hollowed stadium of Camp, Ran- of Camp Randall, this is Jay Kokorowski for Bucky Smith Podcast. Have a great weekend. Happy Labor Day, guys.